Seasons change by the action of God. Even though it's uh, sunny and 60 degrees right now, it's still winter. And there are indications of that. I mean, you're you're not going to find any ripe tomatoes out there in the garden right now. But in time, it's going to change. It's going to be spring. It's going to be summer. And that will all change in God's time as he operates within this universe that he created. Seasons change by the action of God. And one year ago, God enabled this congregation to move into a new season by kicking off the Celebrate Recovery that started on January 1, 2018. Now, this had been a dream and a desire for years. And there was a time that we were in a season of, of dreaming, of a season of, of wishing and hoping. And then it became a season of action, of reality. And tomorrow night, we're going to celebrate that year that was and look forward to the year that will be. And all of you are invited to join us for that tomorrow. The folks that will give their testimony today, you can ask any of them about it. You can read the front of your newsletter, and it tells you more information. If you've just wondered what Celebrate Recovery is all about, well, come to that event. And any Monday night, uh, we start at 6 o'clock, we have a meal at 5.30. Anyone can come to that and see what it's about. You're always invited. I will tell you that when you come there, it's always a safe place because we don't report on who's there. We keep it to ourselves. What we say when we're in there is we say that what's said here, what's done here, who's seen here, stays here, and the people in there say, here. See, that's, that's a little tradition that we have. And it reminds us that what matters is just showing up and letting God do his work on us and not fixing others but gaining support from one another. So I want to assure you of that. Some of the people who in the last year and in the years before have experienced a season of change because of God's action. Maybe they've experienced renewal or recovery They've made a brave decision today. They've decided that they want to share that testimony with you. And um, it's only been in the last couple of days that I've realized this. You know, I stand here in front of you week after week, and I'm very comfortable here. In fact, I'm more comfortable here than I am down there. But the folks who are going to share their testimony with you, um, let me tell you, It's a big deal for them to come up here in front of you. But they want to do this to encourage you and to give praise to God. And I know that you can encourage them as well. And and it's all God's work. This thing that we call a a cardboard testimony, because that's that's the form that they've decided to communicate in. That way they don't have to speak. We don't have to have microphones. But you can just read what's said, and it will show up on the screen as well. This thing called cardboard testimony, some of you may have seen this before at different churches, at different events. And I was wondering, where does this really come from? And I have a a dim memory, and I've read others who've said that it comes from the panhandler technique of what's called flying a sign. You know, I guess it was about 30 years ago that we first started seeing people with these signs, and it'll say all sorts of different things. The, The traditional, the most traditional is that sign of that person with the cup asking for something saying we'll work for food you know, and then there's others now you've got people that are very creative with it 
They'll say things like, uh, why lie? I'm going to go buy a beer. Or, or some people will have a story there and they'll tell you uh, how, how bad life is right now. But when it comes to cardboard testimony, there is a very important twist. Literally, there's going to be a flip of the card. Because it's not the sign that says what we once were that matters. It's the sign that says what we are now by the grace of God. And so the cardboard testimony uh, follows that poetry of I once was, I now am, and this gives praise to God. And, and, and this cardboard testimony draws more inspiration, not from the panhandler flying a sign, but it draws more inspiration from Scripture, where you see the Apostle Paul. And if he had had cardboard, he could have put this on his cardboard. From Galatians 1, 24 Paul is writing to the Galatian Christians, and he's telling them, that uh, when he met the, the, the people of God in Judea, the churches in Christ in Judea, he said, most of them didn't know me personally. All they knew is that the people were saying things about me, and they were saying that the one who used to persecute us is now the one preaching the very faith he tried to destroy, and they praise God because of me. Do you notice what Paul did there? He said the way he's known, the label, the sign that he carried around is, the first side of it was, this is the one who used to persecute us. And then he flips that sign and it would say, now preaching the very faith I tried to destroy. And people know that and they say, that's God, and they give praise to God. And Paul's comfortable with that. He doesn't mind wearing that sign because it gives praise to God, not to him. The result of a true testimony is that God is praised. So whether or not you know the people who are sharing their testimony this morning, we want all of you to give praise to God for what you see. And maybe even if you don't know that person, that story or that statement, it might connect with you. It might resonate with you. But just watch for the change that's symbolized by the flip of the card because without without a word spoken there's going to be a testimony to the power of God to change seasons and unlike the panhandler who flies a sign and asks for something these people are here to share something and they're here to give something and what they're giving is glory to God Jordan, let's fix the lights, and uh, if our people giving testimony are flying a sign, then I'm going to call you the pilots. Pilots, you know where to go, and then Brent, you know uh, what you and your group is going to do. Lord, I... 
Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found, it's where you are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. My wandering friends, my righteousness, oh God, how I need alone my hope is found he is my light my strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground firm to the fiercest drought and storm what heights of love what depths of peace when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. Well, thank you everyone for sharing your testimony that gives praise to God. And... Um, I debated how much of my own testimony to explain because I'm used to preaching. But I thought, no, I'm just going to do like the others. I'm going to let that simple statement that I wrote down be enough. However, all these folks have more to tell you. Um, and sometimes we give a spoken testimony in Celebrate Recovery. And sometimes there's other stories that are told that are shared just over a cup of coffee or over a meal. Um, all of these folks are ready and willing to share their testimony with you, and maybe what they've shared has somehow touched your heart, or it's made you think, or it's stirred your soul in some way. There's many times that someone will hear the testimony of someone, and they'll say, wait, wait, that's, that's me. That's me. That's what I was going through. And when that happens, we believe that that's God 
using his people to minister to other people that he loves. And so I want to encourage you today, if there's some action like that, that you need to seek out those who've experienced this. Understand that, that those people are not going to, they're not going to bring judgment. They're not going to try to fix you. Uh, they're going to support you as you find God's hope. Because it's not about them finding uh, some secret to life that's hidden and can be yours for the low, low price of nineteen ninety nine, or it's some it's some some secret element that you've got to come to on Monday. No, it's it's all open. And it's right, it's the gospel that we preach. It's just practiced at church, in discipleship, in celebrate recovery, in the in the step studies that we do, in the small groups that we come together with. But we've got to learn how to be open about it and be able to say, once I was, but now I am, and all of this is to the glory of God. So we all experience these seasons of hope, and maybe you've experienced a season of hope. Everyone is here today because at some level you're expecting something. You're hoping for something, some kind of change. Maybe a change in yourself. Maybe a change in others. Maybe you're praying for someone today that will change. And maybe you're tired of trying to change them and you've realized, and I hope you realize, that doesn't work. Only God can do that. Maybe you need to be encouraged. Maybe you just need to be empowered to overcome sin. Maybe you need to gain strength to endure or pray for change. We live in a season of hope. The, the place of the prophet here in Ezekiel, is that there's that one moment. Now notice what happens here. Where the prophet is shown the vision of the valley of dry bones. And God asks, son of man, can these dry bones become living people again? And the prophet, being very wise, says, well, sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Now what you may find interesting here is, notice who asks the first question. That Sunday after Sunday, we sometimes come to God and we ask and ask and ask and ask, but do we ever stop and listen and hear him saying, hey, can your dry bones live again? Can your dry spirit be rekindled? Can can the change that you've been hoping for happen? Sometimes we need to hear God asking that and then our surrender to him is to say, well, Lord, you know the answer to that. And then let him answer it. That's the season of hope that we're living in right now. And if you're right there, then I want you to know what comes next. Because this might be the other season you find yourself in. You might find yourself in a season of condemnation. The voice of the enemy is constantly drilling into you all of the reasons why there can be no hope. Why there can be no change. Maybe the voice that you hear is not the voice of God, but it's the voice of the accuser, maybe even masking and imitating God, shouting in our mind, not to convict us, but to condemn us for our sins. How many times have you heard a verse like this preached? Did you know that this right here in 1 Corinthians 6 is a cardboard testimony? It's a cardboard testimony for the Corinthian church. Do not be deceived Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And we preach that. 
But you've got to finish reading that. That is the truth of God's word. But you've got to finish reading it. Because what Paul says, he says, that's what we know. And that is what some of you were. Past tense. Right there in the Corinthian church. That's what some of them were. They don't deny that. They can't deny that. Paul knows that. But here's the change. That's what you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. That's 1 Corinthians 6. Now what you saw in those cards too is you saw cleansing, washing, sanctifying, justifying. People told you on that card, that's what I was. But now this is what I am. All because I was washed. If you were washed, then who did the washing? God did the washing. Change is possible. Change is real. Even with those sins that we consider scandalous, which all all sins are scandalous in some way. But there's more than just a washing and leaving the situation blank. We get a gift out of this washing. We get a new identity. We We get a new purpose. A new name. Uh, Scripture has a lot of ways of describing this, but here's one of my favorites. And again, I think it's a cardboard testimony that you see in 1 Peter. Like the seasons, winter doesn't just go away and disappear. It's replaced by spring. Spring doesn't just go away and disappear. It's replaced by summer. Summer doesn't just go away and disappear. It evolves. It moves into autumn. The new identity that we're giving is whatever we once were, now we're a chosen people. Now we are royal priests. Now we're a holy nation. We're God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Look at this as a cardboard testimony. Once you had no identity as a people, now you're the people of God. Once you received no mercy. Now you've received God's mercy. Let that be the testimony of our church. Let that be the way that we are known. As a people who are proclaiming God's goodness and grace. Let that be the way that you are known. So that glory is given to God. And, and, if, and if you've known this. Then, then I just want to encourage you with this. If you're hearing the voice of condemnation. And you're saying I don't know that that can be me. I want to tell you that it can be because it's not up to you. It's up to God. And we are the people who are drowning in God's mercy. I mean, we're so smothered up with it. It's been poured out on us that we're drowning in it. It's a pretty good image for baptism, isn't it? We're being drowned in God's mercy. And then we get raised to a newness of life. Now, now still, you know, I'm going to ask you, This question, and I want you to think about it. Maybe you already have been thinking about it. If you had a sign, and I'm not saying that everybody has to get up here with a sign. That's that's a different decision. we got a lot of testimonies, and they'll never turn into a sign like this. And that's okay. But everybody, everybody's got some testimony. Everybody that follows Christ has some testimony of what God has done in their life. We've got to. Otherwise, what, what message do we have to share? People want to know if this is real. And you yourself may be asking, I don't know. Is this real? 
I mean, is it possible, this kind of change? Some of us have gone for many years and we wonder, can we really have that new identity? When you think about what's on your cardboard and you're hoping for some real change, I want to tell you that it is possible. And I can say that with confidence. Not because of what I believe or not because of what I say or do or not because of you, but it's because of the power of God to create that change. Seasons change by the action of God. And do we ever stop? There's a song about this, but do we ever stop and and realize that, that the power that caused all these people to write their testimonies on that cardboard, the same power that allowed them to flip that card is the same power that will allow you to experience change in Christ. That will allow you to experience the new identity in Christ. And, do, and have you ever thought about this too? That that power that changes us is the exact same power that raised Jesus from the dead. If it's not, then what is it? Do we think that God has some sort of different powers or different spirits? That, that, that's polytheism. That's not right. That God says, okay, look, I've got special resurrection power over here. But for the everyday stuff of people doing better, I'm just going to give them a little bit of willpower. Or I'm going to give them a little bit of, of, uh, of, of good mental attitude or some teaching or some knowledge. No, it's the power of the Spirit. And Jesus Christ is the one that's unleashed that for us. He's the firstborn from the dead. He's the Savior. He's the Rescuer. The same power, the very same power that raised Jesus is the power that God can work in your life as well. Well, if it is right, where's the scripture on that? All right, here it is. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. That's what happens. Uh, this morning, the invitation of God is for you to live that new life. Maybe you need to speak to those who gave a testimony and maybe find others who will support you, encourage you, and tell you about that same power to give life where there was death, to give life, to give hope where there was hopelessness to give healing where there was hurt maybe you've never been baptized into Christ you've never been buried with Christ and so you're ready to experience the the new life and trust in his power we're going to have our shepherds standing up here and they're going to be back there in a in in a room off the foyer just however you need to respond today we're going to encourage you to do that Just respond to God's mercy, whatever you do.